When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is January 10th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. And welcome to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. Hope you guys are having a great day, a great week, and what a road trip it was for the Bruins out west. Um, not the greatest teams, not the greatest teams, but they did steamroll the state of California. So there is that. And Connor Ryan and I got into the takeaways from it. Again, it's those teams. Kings are pretty good, but the Sharks and Ducks, eh, eh, not so great. But we get into that. We get into Brad Marchand being fully back. Uh, and we also dove into the David Pasternak uh, contract news. There was a little bit coming from Fluto Shinzawa, the athletic, uh, in terms of negotiations that we got into. Uh, interesting stuff. We, I think one thing in this episode that we tried to do was obviously uh, Connor and I uh, believe he they should sign him to basically whatever he wants. But we kind of play devil's advocate. We get into different points of view on it that I think we have yet to do. Uh, and I think people need to consider uh, when thinking about uh, the David Pashnok negotiations. I'm interested to hear what you guys think, uh, because I feel like I know where most of the listenership falls on this one. But I'm curious to hear what people think about this. Uh, before we get into the, into the conversation, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything. From the NFL and the playoffs coming up, as well as, obviously, the NBA and the NHL. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game you can imagine. The fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game stats. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Connor Ryan. And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, Bruins, unbelievable road trip. Uh, really could not have asked for a better road through California, uh, getting the win over the Kings, went over the Sharks, went over the Ducks. A lot of people had said for a long time, hey, they haven't had a 60 minute effort in a while. And they seem to do all right with that. Now, I will say they did all right against the Ducks. I will give them that. Maybe not so much against the, the Sharks and the Kings. What I will say is, though, great road trip. Not so great teams, as we said on Poke the Bear. Sharks and Ducks. Kings, you can give them credit, right? Not not a bad team. They're up near the top of the West, which is kind of weird. Uh, but the Sharks and the Ducks. Ooh. Ooh, especially the Ducks. Oh, my God. That seems like a team that's going for Carnival Dad, doesn't it? Oh, very much. Not, 
But again, it kind of goes back to what I think we said after the Winter Classic, right? You look at this team and you you miss a guy like DeBrus for a little while, but you're still looking for that full 60-minute effort. What better chance is there? What better opportunity is it for the Bruins than to go out on the road, play some teams that are a little bit further down in the standings, and hopefully just get your game right? I think that's the most important thing is just getting back to those dominant games, 60-minute effort. So, yes, I don't think we're looking at this 3-0 run through California where they would score team 16 to five and be like, they've proven themselves. Another? <laughs> yeah. This isn't like, let's say when they play the, the Maple Leafs uh, on Saturday and let's say they win five, one, then you're like, all right, this team's continuing to build its case. I'm not taking any sweeping, you know, making any sweeping declarations from a three game sweep out in California, but for the Bruins in terms of just their own game, it's encouraging to see them get back to, I think the details and the smaller things that allow them to continue to stack up points like this. Yeah, I mean, again, you just look at, uh, and sometimes you need that. Like, sometimes you need a point night against the Ducks like that, where, you know, Pashnok puts up a hat trick and you get hats littering the ice in what is now the Garden West. I mean, that is, you know, it's funny, you know, uh, almost a sellout crowd, mainly Bruins fans. It's funny, if you took away, if, if like, on the camera shots of fans in the stands, I think you could convince a fair amount of people, like, that that was TD Garden if they didn't see the ice. Like, just the amount of Bruins fans that were there. Yeah, as long as you don't see people like wearing like flip flops in the stands, I think you would. Yeah. Again, yeah, it looks like TD Garden, right? In terms of just the amount. I mean, you had like a a Yankee suck chant going on at the very end of the game, so it it's cool to see. And again, it's something I think Jim Montgomery mentioned in his post game thing. It's something that I think he doesn't take for granted for being an original six team, and it just shows how much I think Bruins fans are embracing this team again. When your team's 32, 4 and 4, you better be embracing them because they're, uh, it's been a very fun season so far. But it just further adds to, I think, just the excitement of this year and what the Bruins have been able to kind of brew up and cultivate with how well they're playing. That wherever they're going, people are, you know, paying attention to them. They're, they're building their case and they're looking like a team that hopefully should be going on a deep playoff run this year. Yeah. And, and you look at, I know I, we don't want to take too much seriously from these west coast games but uh brad marchand i mean uh the goal against the sharks that first one was unbelievable um he was he'd gone ever since the ref missed the trip on him that he just went ballistic over he's been complete sicko mode ever since i mean you have uh you know good performance against the kings you have uh that incredible goal against the sharks which my god i mean that was just toasted everyone. It was like rookie mode out there. Um, he's someone though, who this is, this was a good road trip for in the sense that of course, Brad Martian is Brad Martian. He is elite. You know, no one is saying he's not, but there was a little stretch there, not anytime recently, but there was a little stretch in December where the five on five play wasn't where he wanted it to be. And it feels like that kind of is fully back. Yeah, no, it's really encouraging. And it's something that we've mentioned, even Brad, you know, and speaking to the media before has been very candid about his own game and the struggles and limitations and the fact that even though he definitely was way ahead of schedule in terms of coming back from those that double hip surgery, it's still going to be a gradual process in terms of him getting back to feeling 100%, playing his game, especially at even strength play. That's something that, as you said, you kind of saw for the first month, month and a half of coming back of, you know, still piling, piling on points, very effective on the power play as expected, but just that same kind of spark or, or you know, the, the highlight real plays you see from him at even strength play were just tougher to, you know, come across at times. But as you said, I mean, 
it helps when you have a goal like that against San Jose, which is just like a, a top five goal for him. In terms of just weaving through guys, fighting through contact, doing all the things that if you were to ask, like, what is a like a highlight reel Brad Martian goal? Something like that, like, you know, using his, you know, skating ability, fighting through contact, finishing uh, in a tight space like that. Vintage Marchand move. So, as you said, uh, if, if this is the an opportunity for Marchand to play against a few lesser teams out west and, and get his game going, getting confident and building off of that, I think that shows where the value of this California trip is. may not be the toughest opponents, but if getting these – it's almost like kind of Foligno early on in the year where it didn't matter who he was playing against – just scoring and getting on the, the board early on, I think did wonders for his confidence to have Marcia now, you know, feeling like this level of his game and building off of it. Huge for the Bruins going forward. Were there any other big takeaways or declarations that could be made in your eyes from this West coast trip? Yeah. I think one thing that was really encouraging, I think Frederick continues to kind of build his game. I mean, he obviously had uh, once again, his number one rival and Bernal and me, once again, get into a, a spirited fight there, which I think everyone saw coming. But you add in the two goals uh, against the Kings, you add in, I think, yet another two uh, even strength points against the Ducks as well. It just, you know, he feels like a guy that is really kind of finding his game now. And I think we've said time and time again with a guy like Frederick, he's such an interesting, if not even like frustrating player because you don't really know where exactly he fits in like what his role is like the Bruins for years now haven't viewed him as this like fourth line checking guy they think he has more to give offensively and he's kind of rewarded them so far and it's something that Frederick after that two goal game against the Kings gave a lot of credit to Jim Montgomery in terms of having faith in him and just having him play his game and for all the talk about Frederick and you know what his ceiling is offensively what kind of player they want him to be, whether he's a guy that's just going to be going around, you know, bugging the bejesus out of guys or whether they want him you know, to get more. Yeah. You want him to be, you know, getting more ozone stats. It feels like for years, the Bruins were trying to see where he best fit. And he was kind of in this limbo in terms of what exactly kind of player he is. seems like Jim Montgomery and the Bruins now are just like, play your game, let the plays come to you. Don't go out you know, there, you know, chasing for, uh, for fights or what have you. Let the game come to you. And he's rewarding them. Like you're seeing a guy that I think is comfortable. And with that comfort comes confidence where you see him, whether he's, you know, firing off shots from a slot where he has a very underrated shot or, you know, even finishing plays in tight, you're just seeing a much more confident, composed player and Frederick out there. And again, if he finishes the year with 17, 18 goals, it's far beyond, I think what a lot of people expected And having him in that third line spot has been huge for the Bruins. I think we almost basically wrote him off at the beginning of the year. We were not, yeah. we were not in favor of him kind of getting that next shot. Uh, and you know, it was like third line, like, you know, that was cool last year with Coyle and Smith, but we just never really saw it. And as you mentioned, now he's finding that identity, he's playing to his strengths and he's kind of doing a good job of balancing the, the, the aggressor with the point producer. Like, and I, I, I don't think we ever saw that coming. Um, and to be a serviceable third line player that can do those things and can comfortably contribute the way he has been. I mean, you know, you can debate the pick back in 2016 that has been done ad nauseum at this point, but for what you have, he's given you, you know, a, a good value this year, which I think, again, we didn't really see coming into this year. Again, it goes back to a lot of guys like him, Felino. Um, you can throw no second there or having these, good seasons and have exceeded expectations, but they're not like, it's not like their shooting percentage is like 
or something like that, right? right? It's not like one of those things where you you have to come back to the mean. They're just playing well. Um, and I think good things are happening. I know that's kind of a cliche thing to say, but it's true. I think good things are happening. Before we get into the main topic of this podcast, which I know many people are going to uh, have have uh, deep opinions on, may not love the main topic of this podcast, Connor, we have a new sponsor. We what? have a new sponsor on Oh my Ruins goodness. Beat. New sponsor time. And it is our good friends, our new good friends over at HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit like that. that's It makes you feel like you're in the tropics. Uh, and again, when it's time for the game, Homegate like a pro with a limited time, winning assortment of snacks, appetizers, and shareable sweets available at HelloFresh Market. Treat friends and fans to delicious barbecue baby back ribs, chocolate chip brownies, and everything in between. We all want to save money this time of year, but did you know that HelloFresh helps you save money all year round? In fact, HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout. You always oh my feel kind goodness. of always feel kind of bad doing takeout and then you do HelloFresh, it's cheaper, it tastes better, you make it yourself. No better feeling than making something yourself, right? So I actually went through this recently. They were very nice they were nice enough to send me some some meals and the one pan mango salsa pork tacos. I have the the recipe card right in front of me right here. Amazing stuff amazing stuff. Uh, it was not hard to put together. Uh, I cooked it. My, my roommates were loving it too. It was a really good experience and the food was great. And guess what, Connor, I made it myself. So if you, it, it's good, you know, it's like, Oh, I put this together. I'm chef Evan over here with my hat. Like, woo, you know, chef Marinovsky putting the, uh, putting the mango salsa pork tacos together with, uh, with cilantro and sour cream. Dropping on top. Yeah. The Beautiful. salt bay. Yes. Just like him. Uh, so here's where you guys come in. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Bruins21 and use use code Bruins21 for, get this, 21 free meals plus free shipping. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's what I said when I saw this. <laughs> use, again, HelloFresh.com slash Bruins21. and use it in right now. Use Bruins code. Use code Bruins21 for 21 free meals plus shipping. Again, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. 21. My God. 2-1. That is... It's like Nick Ritchie. That is Nick Ritchie. Nick Ritchie free meals. Lucky you guys. So go use that. It's good stuff. We really enjoy it. And I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Um, over this last uh, couple of weeks. So, uh, all right, to the David Pasternak stuff, right? David Pasternak tore it up out West, uh, hat trick against Anaheim. We're not really interested in that. <laughs> That's not where our level of expertise comes in. No. Um, where we are interested in and where I think uh, most fans are interested in, of course, David Pasternak is going to tear up Anaheim. He's been doing it for years now, um, is the contract because it is 2023. And we've been teasing it for weeks that would talk about it, but... Things kept happening, but we got to the point where we can't really avoid. Not we were avoiding it, but we just there were other things to talk about. Um, this, so uh, Fluid Ocean's Isle of the Athletic uh, had a Q and A, and there was a question from a guy named Paul C. Uh, after the report over the weekend regarding an agreement between Pasternak and the Bruins, which was again false, um, 
It has been crickets. Any thoughts or insights? And Fluto said the two sides continue to disagree on Pasternak's value. Just that first sentence. That's not great. That's not great. Now, I will say, as Fluto says, uh, Pasternak has all the leverage in the situation. They have to resign him. They cannot let him go to market. They cannot leave. He cannot leave. They cannot let him leave. And they also can't trade him because, again, if you're going for a Stanley Cup, we've mentioned this a zillion times at this point. There's no like swap you can make um, to do that. There just isn't. Um, you can get into your, you know, trade him for the number one pick, but that, you can't do that at the deadline. So that goes out the window. Um, and I also don't think you want to do that if you're going for a Stanley Cup. Um, but what is your take on all this? Disagreeing on value. Red Sox taking over the Bruins now? I mean, at this point, this is something where you look at the Bruins and their approach here. One, you have to be kicking yourself at the fact that you didn't sign him again before the season started. Because at this point, I don't know how you can disagree on value when it'd be one thing if, let's say, Poshon hits the market and he finishes with 45 goals and 95 points. Right in line with, I think, what the expectations are for Pasternak, you know, in terms of his game. Right now, he's on pace for 66 goals and 120 points. Like <laughs> Second to Conor McDavid goals. Yes. I, I think when you look at uh, finding fair value, that gets thrown out of the door when you hit numbers like that, right? Like uh, the New York Yankees probably went into this offseason or went into this previous year. I mean, like Aaron Judge, are you kind of up there in age? Uh, you, know, you, you know, you've got the potential, but we're going to see how the market is and evaluate. And if he finished the year with, 40 home runs, uh, that's more or less where we fall in line. But you do have a set value we're going to stick to. That gets thrown out the window when he clubs, what was it, 64, 65 home runs? And that gets thrown out the window. The, the home, right? Was it like, like a home run record or something? That for he was the chasing? American League, yeah. Like, so, and again, it's not to say that Pasternak is going to set the new record for goals in a season, but you get into the tier of 60-plus goals, that stuff gets thrown out the window, right? Like, it's we're not looking anymore at – Nine and a half million, like McAvoy's contract, which very funny to look. Remember back those days? Like, yeah, <laughs> you're not looking at ten. Like hell, you may not even be looking at like eleven at this point now. Like you could be looking at uh, he, him in that spot of twelve or or even more in terms of right up there with McDavid and McKinnon and these guys. And again, you can look and say that he's too one dimensional to be making that much money. But tell you what, if you don't want to match that. Uh, I bet there's a probably a team or two with uh, a lot of cap space available that would love to take him off your hands. I think Montgomery even said it best after the uh, well before the Winter Classic. I think Ty Anderson asked him a question about it, like where his value is, not just the production and, and those things. It's his, you know, style and swagger. It like gives the Bruins a lift, right, in terms of what what he brings to this team and there's value in that. That's not maybe as important as you know the. Uh, veteran leadership that guys like Bergeron and Foligno cultivate, but there's value. And I think that's why he's really loved in that room beyond the fact that he can score 60 plus goals in the season. So I think if you're the Bruins, it's something where you just have to, you know, be cognizant of the fact that, all right, you're going to pay him up anyway. If it's looking at 11, 11 and a half gets to 12, just meet the number. Cause you know what? It's going to be worth it at this point. I, you know, you can bounce back and say, you can counter that by saying that he's just a, uh, uh, goal scoring, which all he, all he is, but this value to that, shocking. I'm going to say something really this value in having a guy that can score a lot of goals, Evan, meet the price because you know what? I think over an eight year deal, he's going to be worth every penny. I also just look at for years, and we've said this, I said this before, for years, the Bruins were dying for a true 
bona fide goal scorer, and they have him. Um, by the way, I think they get a deal done. I don't. Th- I think they eventually get a deal done. I don't think this is um, the Red Sox and Bogarts. I don't think this is the Red Sox and Betts. I don't think this is the Red Sox and most people. Although credit to them, they did uh, extend Devers. I will. I will give them that. Um, but to play devil's advocate here, because you know, obviously, we both think he should be resigned. We think they should pay anything. But do you think there's any part of them that says, hmm, you know, they built a cup champ with with Krejci and, and Bergeron down the middle. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me for uh, how much each guy was paid there um, on the wings and such. But is there any chance they feel they're paying too much for a wing in the sense that, you know, just playing devil's advocate, you have Taylor Hall, you have Brad Marchand. You have Fabian Lysel who's developing. You have Jake DeBrusque. Is there a part of them that says, hey, you know what? We have no center depth in the organization. That's where the money should be spent. Uh, you know, you look at a team like the Penguins who said, who, you know, have Crosby and Malkin down the middle making all that money. You know, is there a part? Do you think that's, do you think there's any chance they could come to that? I mean, I think you wouldn't be doing your due diligence. You weren't exploring all those options. That could be something where they get to 12 and a half, 13 million. And they're like, you know what? Like we can't, if we want to build a winning team, maybe it's not worth it, but I still think it's far down on their list of things because I think it'd be one thing, as we've said, if Pasternak was a guy that you can pencil in year in, year out for 30 goals, 35 goals, even 40, you know, there's tons of value to that. If he's going to be a 60 goal scorer and would not be surprised if he hovers around 50 plus goals for the next eight years, that's a generational talent. That's something that I don't think you let slip by. I mean, it's not the right comparison, so don't crucify me. But uh, the Patriots have, for the last couple of years, been continuing to look for ways to replace some generational talents. And quarterback, tight end, a few other spots. Dave Pasternak is not Tom Brady, but just goes to show how friggin' tough it is to replace a generational talent when you think you can find ways to allocate those resources elsewhere. And that guy falls into your lap and you've developed him. Keep him. Keep him, please. Yes. Yes, 100%. No, 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 I, I don't disagree. I mean, again, you just look at, like, let's say somehow, this isn't possible because you don't know who has the number one pick in March, but let's say the Bruins traded Pasternak for, like, the number one overall pick. Let's say, like, somehow in March, magically, Gary Bettman said, Arizona, you have the number one pick. Um, and and they sent him for the number one pick and maybe some other things, right? And let's say you got a Connor Bedard or, you know, let's you get Connor Bedard, right? He's not proven yet. Like, he... He he's going to be very good, but David Pasternak is very good. <laughs> so again, it comes down to you've you've developed him, you've done all the right things. Now you got to pay him. Now you got to pay him a lot of money, and they got fortunate with his first contract, right? Like they that was uh, below market value, um, aged very well, all those things. Uh, now you got to pay him most likely. And again, I mean, Bluto even writes Pasternak has to decide whether this is his best long-term fit and whether pursuing maximum value may affect how the team is built around him. It's a legitimate thing to think about in the sense, as you said, if they get to 13 million and say, David, we cannot, we can't field a winning team around you. If we're paying you $13 million a year, Um, even if the cap continues to go up, which it hopefully should, we've been saying this for years now, hopefully should. It's still very difficult to, make other big signings, pay other guys. I mean, they have a lot of people that they might have to pay this year. You know, Pavel Zaka will be up, Trent Frederick, um, Connor Clifton. I mean, again, these aren't top of the lineup guys, but we've mentioned this. This is the reason the Bruins are this good. They have depth. The Bruins have depth that most teams don't. And it's because they've 
been able to do the cap gymnastics. And at the moment, again, they're old contracts, but you know, Bergeron and Krejci, they're new, Bergeron and Krejci are new contracts, but they're not much against the cap. Martian and Poshnok have extremely favorable cap hits. And this is a big reason why you could do these things. Again, I'm not arguing that the Bruins shouldn't re-sign Poshnok, but I do think they do have to do some due diligence, as you said, that as he makes, as the number goes higher and higher, they do have to reevaluate things and see if they can pay around him. But as you said, he's generational talent. Like, you're really going to let him go to like New Jersey? You kidding me? Like that you just can't do. You cannot do it. You can't do it. And again, as I said earlier, like even though they have all those people on the wing, you have Hall, Lysel, hopefully, DeBrusque, Marshan, like Poshnok's in a different tier in terms of personality. Well, not than Marshan, but some of those other ones. I mean, you know, the fact that you can potentially expect 50 goals, I don't know. Hard to pass up. Hard to pass up. So, yeah, I mean, again, there hasn't been any real, that's been a, you know, a big thing there. If they're disagreeing on value, I'm curious how far off they are in terms of numbers. Um, but we'll see. Interesting stuff. We'll see. I cannot, I, I will say this, Connor. Um, I cannot believe it is January 10th and we are still talking about this. I am surprised by that. I am very surprised by that, but. We shall see. Uh, Connor, what can people look forward to from you over at BSJ? Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> at Boston.com. My apologies. We did the same outro for two years. Bear with me here as I get used to the new one. Get, get that new muscle memory going. Well, Evan, uh, we'll continue to have plenty of great content over at Boston.com. Um, I have a new Postmark column, fittingly, that just dropped. Uh, you can read over on the website right now. Uh, along with plenty of other stuff. Again, focus still a good amount on the Bruins, but kind of write about whatever's, uh, you know, important and what, you know, people in Boston want to read about. So whether that's the Celtics, Patriots, Red Sox, all that stuff, you can find all of my content over at boston.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter as well, you can at con 3 Go do all that. I'm Evan Marinovsky, Bruins Pete listeners. Have a great rest of your week. <laughs> Thank you.